You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 146 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarden, live from New York City. With me again, the Aquan himself, Evron. How you doing, sir? Doing all right. How are you? Um, okay, okay. Like, you know, full disclosure, a little bit uh, unproductive, to be honest. Like, I, I find myself checking my phone, watching the news. You know, I, I keep, like, waiting for to see what's going to happen next in this reality TV show that is this United States. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, just, like, honestly, a little guilty because I'm, I'm, like, lacking in productivity. But, um Besides that, like, you know, pretty good. <laughs> you? How's training going? It's going all right, you know. Still twice daily? Uh, most days, you know. Now that I'm, now it's, you know, snowy out, you have to find a facility to use and stuff, so. Snowy out. See, that is not the case down south. Um, for listeners, we're both in New York State, though I'm in New York City. Evron is further north. Um, might have to do a little geography if you want to know what state versus city means and all that. But um, yeah, man. So obviously we were talking Besiktas. Big week. This was our first um, major clash with a um, championship rival. I guess you could say someone competing for the title alongside us. Uh, Hatay's claim has been sort of downplayed recently as they've struggled a little bit. Why don't tell us a little bit about where Hatai was coming into this match. Yeah, so they were um, sitting on 27 points and we were sitting on 34 points. <clears throat> so that made them about seven points behind us. Um, and, you know, they needed to get some sort of result to stay within touching distance. But, you know, I think in reality, fourth or fifth place is probably their uh, their main goal. Um, I guess on that note, tell us, like, give us a bit of a scouting report on these guys. Like, what, obviously people have now seen them play, but, like, what are your thoughts on this side? And try to, like, place it, like, going into this match a little bit. Like, yeah. Bupenza, like, who is this Bupenza guy? Where is he coming from? I thought his history is interesting, and it kind of underscores a point that you've been making previously about... Um, what kind of players you can look for and how you shouldn't be too snotty about someone's background and all that. I'll uh, set yeah, the I table mean, for you there. <laughs> Bupenza was, uh, I mean, I guess he was a former Bordeaux um, product, I guess. Uh, but since then, like he bounced around lower leagues and never really had any success, um, except in like the fourth division of France or third division of France. 
I don't know which the National League in French, whatever that tier is. Had a good year there. Um, struggled in League Two, and uh, he struggled in the Portuguese second division. But um, clearly, he's found his form finally. You know, the 24-year-old is, was the top scorer, top player going into the game. Um, but the, the typical profile of the Hatai team is, you know, quick going forward, um, individually, you know, good players. Not like you know, insanely good players, but you know, they they know what they're good at. They play to their strengths. Uh, they like to sit back as a team and just, you know, break. Uh, they were missing um, a few players. Their goalie was out, so they had some, you know, some random guy in. Not really some random guy, but you know, making backup, a super league. Yeah. I think it might have been his Super League debut at the age of 30. Um, wow. So, you know, it's really not like, you know, that's why I said some random guy. It's not, you know, he's been around the, the block, but never at this level, um, just in the lower leagues. So uh, this was his chance. And then they have uh, their main striker, Mohamed Doof. He's playing in England and Germany without injured. So Interesting. Um, yeah, so for people curious, Bupenza has been playing a lot on the wing and kind of scoring a ton in the Kyle Lahren vein, you could say. Um, but yeah, certainly uh, having just been promoted, it's a bit of a surprise for many to see Hatai playing this well, but with some obvious sort of injections of quality in certain places on the team, they've, they've put a few things together here and made quite a run of it. Um, and without spoiling this match, I think we can all agree that uh, they were formidable. You know, it's not just um, a fluke. It seems like they're legitimately pretty decent, pretty talented all around. Uh, and they have a, a a game plan that they're putting into effect. Um, but so, yeah, lineup. Let's talk about who Besiktas put out there, everyone. Yeah, so this is maybe not like a, a shock 11, um, as it was announced earlier. And it was accurate, but, you know... Um, a return to something maybe we didn't want to see. Um, so Erson was in goal. Um, as usual, the center backs, Wellington Vita stayed. Rosier right back. And Sokola was back. Um, Ridvan, you know, that rotation continued. Joseph was back at the, you know, at the six. But in front of him was Nejip and Atiba. Um, I think, you know, Nejip was probably the most controversial choice there. And then Gezal finally returned to the lineup from his injury and Abu and Laren were in form, you know, kind of continued up top. Um, I'm really interested in how, you know, how much guff Fabrice Insacola gets from our fan base, you know, and I know we all, we all really like Ridvan, uh, he's an, uh, an academy product, a Turk. Clearly showing a bunch of talent, but um, my cat's got something to say. Uh, but yeah, I you know I, I'm always curious about how how people sort of pile on Sakala and, and blame him for things, you know. And obviously he showed some uh, you know some deficiencies, I guess you could say, in this match. But I don't know. I think like. Again, without spoiling, but uh, you know, you could probably make the argument that the, the sharpest tackle of the match was made by him late in the match. Um, so he, he does have that sort of defensive ability that you can't really deny. So 
Uh, on that note, like I, you know, I think a lot of people will be disappointed that Encyclopedia played instead of Didron, but um, I, you know, I wasn't. I'll, I'll put that out there. You maybe you'll you'll you and the stats we can highlight on him a little bit. But do you have any thoughts on Encyclopedia playing over Didron? I mean, I just thought it. I'm, I'm assuming that since he's playing today, that means based on the the game. No schedule, that means he'll start against Gala. I think I'd have rather had seen Ridvan play than Insako play midweek. I don't know how they're going to sort that out. Um, or Mr. Sergan. But, I mean, uh, it's kind of like a weird one. Where it's like Insako offers a little bit more consistency at times. Um, Especially but then on, the, there's on like, the defensive side. You yeah, but that. then he also has like some lapses in concentration. Um, that that are different to Ridvan. I think Ridvan has lapses in, like you know, he just can't control the ball and does something like ridiculously stupid. Um, and Sakla will have the lapses where it's like, should you have really tried to dribble out from that position? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like it's kind of like you know, Ridvan is just like I think he's like like just like a, a nose ahead of him, and that's why you know they keep constantly rotating was in Ridvan Kaling, you know, solidified his spot. But <coughs> yeah, I mean I think um typically Encyclopedia's problems are exacerbated with fatigue. Uh I think he kind of overestimates his ability to get out of situations with the ball. Uh, and especially when he gets more tired and he's less, you know, less capable of doing certain things. Uh that's when that really bites you in the butt. But um yeah, I, I agree with that summation. Yeah, I certainly don't think Encycle is like a fantastic player, but um, he is a very solid defender. So I was going to say, like, regarding that point that you ended up making instead, um, yeah, I do think that means he'll probably play against Gladstone, and I understand that. I think you want to be a little bit more conservative as far as defense in a match like that. So I, I can see why you'd play Encycle against Gladstone, honestly. Although I know. A number of people will be really uh, disappointed by that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this match. Anything happened before the sixth minute? <laughs> it's not uh, not a lot of time there. <laughs> not that I remember. Um. So let's dive in. Sixth minute. What happened there? Uh, something so, yeah. beautiful, stunning, unexpected. Yeah, the game was kind of like scrappy early on you know just a lot of like aimless long balls you know we were just not really getting anything settled and then finally Gezal like just pings the ball forward to a Bubakar with like two defenders on his back from like 25 yards out he thighs it down like to go further away from goal um something that this goal reminded me a little bit of uh if you remember that Quaresma goal versus um <laughs> HJK where they like he wasn't yeah, even looking yeah. at the goal and he hits like he just turns and hits a volley out of nowhere into the side netting a little yeah. bit different, um, but you know, Bubakar just, you know, doesn't look. He he knows where he is, 30 yards from goal. Just turns, swivels, and just hits this half volley, and just zooms into the side netting. Um, you know, maybe not the goal of the season, but definitely the goal of the week. Um, Certainly you know, for a, any like a special a, goal. A lot of us specifically said that among the many things that we were hoping for from this match. Uh, there would be a non-penalty goal by Abubakar, and I think that suffices. <laughs> that, that does it for all of us. I think, right? We're all pretty happy with the with what we got there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gazal's credited with the assist. Uh, I think that was more of a just 
he passed. He happened to pass the ball to. You know, I don't think anyone expected that to be yeah, a I mean, goal it, from there. It wasn't like it was a bad pass, but yeah, I don't think no, he yeah, passed no. that thing. Like, oh, yeah, he's had to score from thirty yards. Yeah, like but. I don't think he passed it. Was like shoot, <laughs> you know? <I> don't think, <laughs> yeah. Like, give me that assist, boy. Yeah, no, I don't think there was any expectation. Um, but speaking of unexpected and no expectation and all of that, uh, and this sucked. I, I, I'm gonna have to hand you the mic here because so we scored a goal. And I figured we'd get, like, a good 10 minutes of, of replays. I don't know why in my head. You know, obviously, the ref isn't watching them. But um, I was so amped. You know, I saw a, a, a couple replays, and they started doing extra slow-mo. So I was like, all right, I run up. I'm going to make myself a coffee. Now, remember, uh, listeners, for those of us here in, in New York State, uh, we are watching this game at, like, 11 a.m. So like I'm like, you know, it's sort of... Post breakfast coffee is definitely on the menu here, so I get up to make myself a quick espresso, and literally, like somehow, it's it's even marked down as a minute later. Was this just on the next? Did they just yeah? I mean, punt it up. So the the camera pans back in from showing the replays as like the balls like out of bounds. So from kickoff, I'm not sure what happened, but they got the ball down the line and we hit and like we kicked it out. Like deep in our, like, not deep in our own half, like, you know, right like around our defensive third. Mm-hmm. And Bissos just shuts off in that half second. Um, Akintola, you know, gets spin on uh, Insakla and the throw in comes in. So he's in down the line. Um, Insakla's chasing him, Vita's chasing him. And he, he like slows down, speeds up. I don't know how to describe that if you never played, but you know, you, you, you like bait the defender. You see he's about to catch you, so you yeah, bait him. Yeah, a little speed shift. No, I mean, yeah, honestly, then, like, um, I think we can say Akintola's run here is fantastic. You got to give him credit here. Yeah, and then he continues. Like, we thought he was going to cut it back. He, like, hesitates. Like he's going to cut it back. You know, baits the defender, then takes another touch in, slots it back to Bupenza, who has, like, five guys trying to claw at him. Joseph goes in for, like, a diving block, takes another touch, and then he shoots the ball through three players. Um, I think it flicks off Wellington, and then right as Erson's diving, like he's about to save it because it wasn't a good shot. Um, Rosier then deflects it again at like the last second, and then that ball, that deflection takes the ball under from Erson's arms to his like his hip stomach area. Yeah. So obviously he can't really control his hips and stomach, you know, the same way he controls arms. I um, mean the like he literally like lands on the ball it, like, and like poops, squirms yeah. under, yeah, <laughs> like, like in squirts, in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just somehow goes in. That's 1-1. One, one. Uh, Slice sports, of luck. Yeah, he like uh, lands on it and it's kind of... Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it squirts. It's, it's there was no time. Like It was literally like the last... Like There was probably like 0. 0.4 seconds between the, the last deflection to the ball getting to him. Um, so, you know, in that time, you can't move your hip or something. Um, yeah, l- yeah, a bit of a lucky goal, but... Yeah, um... And it goes downhill from there. I mean, I think we, we sort of respond accordingly, and it, it feels like we're doing okay uh, in the aftermath of the equalizer there. But uh, in the 23rd minute, uh, a real sort of another plooper of a, of a cross sort of just drops in, and uh, Vida pulls back, and I think he's thinking a combination of uh, Wellington's got this, and no way Bupens is this good because it sort of it wasn't a very precise cross. Again, it sort of just plops down. It would require 
some very fancy footwork to be able to one to, to get a good enough first touch where he could actually do anything useful with it. And yet, those two sort of worst case scenarios occur. What the heck happened here, everyone? And I think we could <laughs> yes, say this is where yeah. Wellington. So that sets the table for Wellington to wet the bed. Um, so the uh, the Hatai legend, I guess you could say. Um, he's been with them since I think they were in the third division. Um, Thirty-six year old left back clips in like a cross, as you said, and it lands on Bupenza. So Vita's like on his back, but not like you know pushing him, just like pressuring him. And then uh, he takes like this awkward like touch that bounces off in the ground, off you know back to like chest height. Um, and he turns like on his, so he's turning as the ball's in the air to get it onto his left foot because he is a lefty. Um, Wellington, you know, you think, oh, is he gonna like go for the ball? Is he gonna, you know, maybe he's gonna go too hard and cause a penalty? Um, but you know, definitely don't want to show him onto his left foot. Uh, for some reason, he doesn't like make a play for the ball. He like he sticks his leg out and then turns his back like to shove his rear end into Bupenza. Apparently, that's what he thought was the best tactical technique. So Bupenzo was like, wow, thanks for showing me onto my left foot because um, yeah, I am a lefty. Um, so he just little La Croqueta around him um, very casually. Thanks because for laying out the red carpet, basically. Yeah, and then he just <coughs> fires his shot um, confidently because, you know, this is strong foot. Maybe Wellington didn't know that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, a, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. And then, you know, an unsavable shot. Uh, side netting as 2-1. We're down. <sighs> Yeah, um, just bad. I mean, the only thing I can assume Wellington was thinking is that, again, Bupenza is not good enough to control this weird cross. Um, nonetheless, you still you think you'd defend as if he might do the one thing he could do to score. <laughs> so I don't know what the logic is of just sort of like bouncing to the wrong side there as he did, but that's what he does. Um, Chai Temel is given the, the assist, and Hatai has the lead in Hatai. So you know they're just gonna they're ready to shut up shop. They got they got what they needed out of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's gonna be tough from here on out. Still, uh, admirable reaction from Besiktas. We put pressure on. I'd say pretty consistently from then on out. At least for the first half. Um, 35th minute, a uh, nice opportunity presents itself to a off-balance Joseph who's falling back. Was it a corner or a uh, free kick? Yeah, it was a corner. It was a corner, so. Another header. At the yeah. near post from that corner. Um, it wasn't like a great header, um, but let's, if we're going to be honest, this goalie was really bad. Um, yeah, I mean, it was so powerful. He, he put power on it at least. A little bit, but you know, he the goalie could have if he couldn't catch it, you would say, Oh, he'll tip it over. Um, he just yeah. like he just like smacked the ball back into he the six yard it, box, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which totally wasn't the first time it. he had done that this game. Um, yeah, and unluckily, unlucky for us, Joseph was just basically falling in the wrong direction. I think, if yeah, Joseph was forward, like falling back, and the ball was probably at like you'd say thigh height as he's dropping yeah. down. He's trying to swing his leg to get over the ball as he's falling, um, but instead, you know, he gets under it and hits it over from close range. It's one of those ones where you almost need to get the bottom of your foot onto yeah. it. Oh, to get it was worth mentioning there was like a defender right next to him, so it wasn't like you yeah. just like like a Bambi on ice. It was, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. it was like you no, were battling no, be, as a defender at the same time. To be fair, I, in retrospect, I'd like to see why Joseph was falling the way he was if he was pulled at all. I don't recall 
paying any attention to that, but in, it yeah. seems like there could. Anyway, uh, nonetheless, just literally six minutes later, 41st minute officially, but it was somewhere in the 40s, I think. Um, again, uh, a corner. Rashid Gezal. Was this a free kick, actually? From a little further no, back? That was a corner. Also. It was a corner. Yeah. Um, again, Rashid Gezal with the, with the fancy left boot. Uh, what happened? Yeah, it was a looping cross, and uh, the goalie. Um, I think we I commented was you know very poor coming out on crosses. Uh, the, he decides he's gonna come out for this cross. Uh, he gets nowhere near it, so he's just like chasing it, and it goes to the back post where it's um, Laren isolated with a, a, a much smaller defender, um, and you know Laren's not gonna mess that up. No goalie in the goal basically an open header but he just has a, a small guy two yards away from him and he heads it home yeah um, well placed to the left uh down yeah. you know where you went where you needed to be there was uh, a the family man the line, but yeah family man scores his 11th of the season so haters beware uh the family man has a plan leveled it up that's a huge goal if you think about it in the big picture here um After that, the ref finally realizes that Hatai's plan up to this point has just been to sort of foul us and flap whenever they get the opportunity to waste time, even before the half is done. Uh, and he starts to finally uh, clamp down on it. Abid, Pupenza, Bilong all pick up yellow cards in the final like minute of extra time. Um, no substitutions at the half. Thoughts on that, everyone? I, I'm not gonna say I like for sure expected one, but I was hopeful for one. Um, it was kind of like you know, we had three defensive mids. Hatai was gonna probably just sit back. Like, did we need to keep playing like that? Um, and, and, probably um, not. But. Of note, uh, among those three defensive midfielders, Nejip had made four or five really bad passes. But yeah, he had in the he had game. one egregious error where he basically like tried to play defensive through on goal. <laughs> yeah, and we got real lucky that Wupenza missed. Uh, yeah, I think in that case, he might have ended up being offside because he actually played someone else in who then played Wupenza through and Vita like stepped instead of chasing him. So I'm guessing Vita played him offside, but it didn't go in so they didn't check it. But regardless, he basically just, you know, could have given a goal away for no reason. Um, you know, big man. Yeah, uh, so that seemed like the obvious move. Uh, you need goals. Um, you have too many defensive midfielders out there uh, with this sort of conservative game plan. It's 2-2, so you've gotten away with it to this point. Um, but yeah, why not make that move? And in fact, he makes the first substitution he makes is in the 64th minute, and it's Ozan for Nejip, which is, again, exactly the move we're asking for at the half, basically. Um, 68th yeah. minute, we get Nkudu on for Rashid Ghazal. Uh, That's worth noting, but noting before... Um, that sub there is one huge chance um for us in the 55th minute um so right before that ozan sub uh, laren goes down to the end line and cuts it back abubakar is like two or maybe two or three yards out and tries to just pass the ball into the corner but the goalie uh like it's yeah i thought maybe it was a one-time shot i thought he was gonna just like blast it because you know he was just so close and get some lift on it um he went for he chose finesse. for yeah, and it flicks off the goalie's like calf or knee or thigh or something, and then hits the post. And trickles against the post. Yeah. It's cruelly, 
Um, but so yeah, then uh, backtracking Ozan comes on for Nejip, uh, Nkudu comes on for Gazal, and that's a mistake to me. Um, for me, the the way that Hatay had sort of effectively been able to defend against us was by um, isolating the left side, like so over, uh, oh, sort of crowding the right side so that Gazal could be sort of minimized his impact uh, and sort of daring. Um, my man and Sakala to be effective offensively, which is really where he's not very strong. So I thought, uh, and Laren obviously sort of um, leans towards the center. You're not, you're, you're not mm-hmm. going to get a whole a finesse job out of him as far as distribution. So um, I thought the obvious move would be to balance it out and keep Gazal out there and give Nkudu uh, the other flank so that they could actually balance. You know, again, balance each other out. Um, if, if they try to over defend one side, you know you have someone dangerous on the other side, especially Nkudu can use that speed. If someone tries to take him on one-on-one, he always has that move where he can just sort of kick it up ahead and just outrun anyone. So, you know, it, it, it forces them to be honest defensively, but, but instead they um, sub out the only good winger we have out there, Gazal for Nkudu, and so then they can Not do, the only basically good do the same. The only winger we have. <laughs> well, but anyway, they can employ the same game plan that they had yeah. for minimizing Gazal onto Nkudu. But it's worth noting, Nkudu is not the same type of... Exactly. You know, I think like, Gazal likes to hang those crosses to Laren. Nkudu doesn't really offer that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Minimizing Gazal, he still had two assists. You know what I mean? One of them was a, sort of a fluke, but... Um, he, you know, he was still effective with that cross. And again, that was because of corners and all that. But Nkudu is not nearly as effective as far as those precision precision touch crosses. So, um, But even still, you know, they could employ the same game plan and just uh, focus on taking out the one effective winger we have out there. And in Nkudu's case, it's just uh, positionally, right? Preventing him from being able to make those runs with his pace. Um but so yeah, then they make, they make a number of subs in the 74th minute, 80th minute. Kamara comes in. Kamara is um, I'd never seen him before. He's, he looks very young. Yeah, he's uh he they just got him from Metamen. He's a former UCLA player, actually. Fun fact of the day. Interesting. <clears throat> um, he sort of annoyed me, honestly. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um. Yeah, I actually need to briefly take a minute to add someone to the hit list. Um, so, I'm not going to really hate on Hatai for this. They did what they had to do to get points, and this is probably how they've gotten to this stage, managed to be um, a contender even, um, despite their obvious limitations talent-wise. But I've got to point out... Uh, number 88, and I have to look yeah. up his name, even. Ruben Ribeiro, yeah, I was hoping you were going to say him. <laughs> Ruben Ribeiro, the hit list. What an annoying person. What a <laughs> terrible human being, honestly. He, just, like, <laughs> like, he would do those things like where he would think he was really good, and then he would just like do all these like little moves when no one was on him, and then someone would get to him, and he would just fall over. He and would, half the time, the referee wouldn't call it, because he, he was just falling over all the time. One of the worst offenders of the type of person who... Complains while fouling someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, before they even make the call, he's complaining about being called because he knows it's coming. Uh, like I, 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 yeah, he's a hundred percent on the hit list. My my man Ruben 
Schmidt, Adem Buyuk, meet Volkan Shen, uh, Yasin Uztekin. Like you have, you, you have a number of friends now that you can um, mellow. Fabrizio, you know, like there's a there's a number of guys he can now befriend on on my famous hit list. Uh, I do not like you, sir. You are a bad person. <laughs> like he's <laughs> the way that you play football shows me that you're like a bad human being. Like <laughs> I, I I don't like you, Ruben. Um, all right. Anyway, besides that, they were all flopping around and playing like that, but they were doing it effectively. He was just particularly egregious and nasty and dirty. Um, Wellington gets himself a yellow card in the 84th minute. A really stupid foul. I mean, whether it's yellow cardable is maybe questionable, but it was still unnecessary. And he's now suspended for the yeah. gala game. And he's yeah. out of the derby, which, um, yeah, just unfortunate. That means we're probably going to see Nedjip on the back line. Um, they got a yellow card for this. Was that Ruben? No, that was no. Pablo. Pablo um, Renan. Dos Santos. Yeah. Um, also, a kind of annoying guy, but not not hit list worthy. Like Mr. Yeah, Ruben. he was just he just yanked down on Kudu and called it yeah. a day. Um, they would take out Bupenza in the. 93rd minute, third minute of, of six minutes of extra time that would be awarded. The only last gasp effort would be from Abubakar, a, a shot from long distance that would be an easy save for the keeper to his right. Um, the match would end 2-2. Two to two. Did I miss any highlights there before the final whistle? Uh, yeah, not really. There was the one sh shot from Unkuru from distance. It wasn't oh, like yeah. that great of a shot, but the goalie made an absolute meal of it. Yeah. Um, like smacking it for no reason back across the box and you know that me thought maybe you know this is it you know the goalie looks like he's scared and you know just get any shots on target but that was not the case um. yeah it was the second chance opportunity you thought we might capitalize on and somehow it sort of pooped out uh it ended in joseph skying one from off of the, with his wrong foot uh, he probably hoped to do the same thing Kudu did, which was just some, cause some chaos because the keeper wasn't so good. But <clears throat> unfortunately, he couldn't get it on goal, which would be sort of metaphorical for our problems throughout the match. Um, let's talk some stats, everyone. Wait, do we have 18 shots? I mean, all right, sorry. Go go with XG and possession and all that first. Yeah. Um, so we finished with 65% possession or 65.6. Um, I think that grew... Especially as you know, Hatai bunkered down for most of the game. Um, we finished with 1.7 xG to their one xG, but you know the goal they scored, the first one was basically you know not a very high percentage chance. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know you could tell that by looking, and you know even on the shot chart with that many defenders in the way, it was not a high percentage shot. Um, and we had a, a few high percentage shots. Um, obviously, the the Abubakar goal for us was low percentage. You know, you don't score goals like that often. But we had Abubakar's miss from inside the six. Joseph's, the Wellington uh, header. Joseph shot from inside the six. Yeah, and then Laren's goal was also inside the six. Yeah. Um, so that was like, you know three high you know percentage locations, and we only got one right. Four if you count Wellington and Joseph's as two. Yeah. And we had other decent okay chances, um, but yeah, so outside of that, um, yeah, we had 18 total shots, 
uh, there in nine. Um, but they definitely tailed off more in the second half. As you know, they were just kind of looking for penalties and stuff. Um, yeah. Um, any other stats of note that you want to mention? I mean, I guess for individual. So what was possession at the end? It was like 66 we had? Yeah, see, that's what I said at the beginning. 65.6. Another source says 66. So around 65, 66%. Depending how you round it. Dang. Um, I mean, I so just I guess can't believe that we had 18 shots. But I don't think yeah. many of them were on target. You can also say uh, touches in the penalty area, despite that huge gulf in, you know, possession where we were only ahead by a little bit, 24 touches in their box to 19 touches in our box. Um, so, you know, they were pretty efficient. You know, typical Hatai. Um, not typical Bishkash, you could say. And um, for individuals, Gezal led the team with seven chances created, but I think a vast majority of those were in the first half, if not all of them. Um, Joseph, I thought, after looking very hurt the past couple games, um, visually I thought he looked better, um, even though you know he missed that one big chance. Um, and then also on the stat sheet, he returned to his normal, you know, dual winning rate, won 10 out of 11 duels, um, which I was happy to see. He won eight out of nine headers. Of the duels he won, but that's what Joseph offers. Uh, Mr. Nejip, he was okay statistically. Um, you know, like he didn't give away a goal, so that doesn't knock. Him. He was he was diving <coughs> a lot, which I you know I think he was just trying his best. Um, he won a lot um, of free kicks. What about Insakula? What, what Insakula, how did he look like statistically? He was okay, you know. Hmm. Six out of ten duels won, which isn't bad. Um, Seventy-four percent pass success, which is okay. Um, one key pass. You know his offensive threat is, hasn't been great this season. Uh, he had one out of two dribbles completed, and he, one of those, the one he failed was at like the top of our own box where he made two tackles in quick succession. So I mean, he was okay. Um, yeah. He didn't look great on the first goal. Yeah. No, and I think. What sort of exacerbates perhaps people's like perception of him, um, their idea of him, is that it sort of looks like Hatai game plans around his inability to be effective offensively by sort of um, focusing on the right side and Gazal, knowing Laren isn't a creative maestro and that uh, Encyclopedia can't be effective either in overlapping runs. Uh, that will that sort of it it, it put in sort of uh, stark contrast his uh, offensive ability versus what we needed there perhaps or especially with like Rosier being so effective in the on the other side but um yeah like okay decent defensive numbers I guess nothing shocking um any other individual performances that you thought stood out um. I'd say the thing that stood out to me the most was not making any more substitutions um, past the two. Uh, especially, I thought, in my opinion, Hostage earned um, another sub appearance uh, at the minimum, at least you know, ten minutes when we needed something. Especially, you know, the shot he has, we needed inspiration and we were struggling. And to me, that was like the most disappointing part. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess he didn't want to sub anyone out, apparently. So, I think many would make the argument that Ozan earned a start 
with his uh, two goals or three goals, two goals and an assist, right? Yeah. Um, and Hasich certainly earned another look, some minutes, if not a start, um, with his two goals and two matches. So, yeah, some question marks for sure. I mean, obviously Ozan did enter the match in the 64th, but, um, you know, we could have seen him at the half, if not as a starter, I think. Playing three defensive midfielders um, was uh, unnecessary, <laughs> especially when... Uh, I didn't mention this enough, though. Um, the first goal, you could actually probably argue that, you know, obviously the deflection is perhaps the main contributor to the actual goal being scored, but um, the reason Bupenza is in so much space is because Nejip... I mean, that's Nejip's space, right? Like, he's supposed to be at the top of the penalty box preventing anyone from being able to sort of luxuriously stroll around and, and find a place to put the goal in the back of that. So, Pupenza gets, gets way too much time because Nejip is not playing his role as a defensive midfielder um, at the top of the box. Agreed? I mean, yeah, he didn't... I mean, I guess people point to Joseph for making that desperate slide tackle that didn't work, but, you know, he actually tracked back, which I think he continually did on that occasion. Um, I guess Nejip was maybe caught out also by a throw-in, but he did not track back uh, with the same intensity as his teammates. And it was his side of the pitch, right? Ne which is, uh, Joseph yeah, it, it is sliding was. across pitch because he's coming yeah. from the other side, whereas Nejip is just out of position. Um, we're, we're playing defense. We're, we don't need him to be waiting for the counter. My man is... If he's helping us, it's like being a blunt instrument defensively. Um, so I don't know what he's standing around waiting for. But anyway, um, am I forget? Is there any other you know points about this match? Any little stats that you want to mention? Any other individual performances worth? Uh, how about Ozan? How did he do? I thought he actually Not, looked pretty ineffective. Yeah, he was pretty ineffective. I mean, he touched the ball like ten times, maybe. Um, let me see the exact number. Is fifteen? Completed six out of seven passes, but he didn't really do much going forward. Um, didn't really, you know. I was kind of hoping to see a player who would take the game by, you know, the, the scruff of the neck, as they say, and, you know, inspire the team. Right. I um, mean, that's why I wanted Hostage to come up, because I think he's that player. Um, I don't think Unkudu is consistently that player. Um, and he's he, been, I don't think but he, again, not without some support. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think Ozan has, like, you know, he's mentally there anymore, like he used to be back in that 15-16. Fort, 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 I think, yeah, the 15-16 season, where it seemed like he'd always come back, come up big when we needed him. Um, and I think, you know, we needed someone like that and we, we did not get that off the bench really. So, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't know. Like on the one hand, you can't be too disappointed. Um, it's an important point that we got against a, a, a a good side that's competitive and, um, we were on the road. So, and, and, I mean, we could now segue to the, to the standings here. We're still in first place, right? So, not all is lost. I think uh, the fact that we held on for the, for the point here is important. But, uh, let's, let's talk about these standings, everyone. There's some bad news. We're sharing first place points-wise, eh? Yeah, so we're ahead on goal difference. Um, this head-to-head tackling doesn't count yet. But also, we do have the head-to-head -head advantage on Fenerbahce also as of now. Um, so we're 
head of Fenerbahce, you know, by the skin of our teeth. And then we're two points ahead of Gala, who's our next opponent in the league. Um, Antep dropped points, um, finally, and their coach also got fired for talking too much in the media about his salary. Um, weird situation there. So now they are four points behind us. Um, and Alanya dropped another heartbreaker. Um, you know, teams just seem to be able to park it in and not concede goals against them. Um, now they I mean, are they'd five probably points argue they us. were robbed by uh, math here. Yeah, the, la- the last two games against Fener and Custom Plus, and now the same things happened to them. Uh, so they're now five points behind us with an extra game played. Um, so it's, we're looking that the top three, big three teams are taking control of this title race again. So we'll see what we do next week, which is, you know, that big derby. We could be potentially... Um, Five points ahead of Gala if we win, um, or drop below them by a point and probably fall into third place if we lose. So, you know, big game. Yeah, I, I I agree with that prognosis. I think it's a huge derby, obviously. Um, with Fenner now nipping at our heels, we we've got the pressure to get some results. Um, the transfer window's been open for a minute and no big moves made yet by any of us, so that's a little odd. Um, you didn't mention Hatai with 28 points is in sixth, so they're still, you know, theoretically hanging yeah. around. Just five points back on uh, Galatasaray still. Uh, especially since technically they're in a better position than Alanya with a game in hand. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have any real thoughts about this. I'm not too bummed. Uh, it would have been obviously nice if we had an advantage, uh, the extra two points going into this coming week. Um, it would mean that if we even just drew Galatasaray, the best fan I could do would be to, to come level with us. But again, the season is young. I don't think we need to be too worried about if if Fenner catches us next week or not. You know. It, the end of the day, there's a lot of football to be played before um, anyone has crowned anything. It's good news that we're up there, obviously. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we, well, what do you have to say? I think the game, you know, I was just, the thing I was most disappointed about was just the, you know, I, I really wanted Hostage to get that chance at the end. And I guess the, they don't believe in him. It, it was just weird to me. Um, and you know, with Tura out, still he's training. Um, you know, I was like, you know, who else is that type of player to you know inspire a team? It's not Guven. <laughs> um, I don't think Dorukan is cons- even mentally here, and he's more of a defensive player anyway. Um, I don't think Atakan was that player. So like, there was only one real option to bring off the bench, and he was in good form and. We needed a goal, and then we just we just didn't do it, um, and we didn't create many chances either after the 50-something minutes. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the, the the worst part is just how impotent we seemed for much of that second half, given what was on the line and how how you know the the importance of this of that third goal was so big for for us. Obviously, you you think they would have understood that and, and put some pressure on their goal. I can only think of really two serious opportunities for us in that second half honestly um so yeah that's that's obviously a disappointment and it's 
uh, a midfield that's not so effective. I think when you're playing Atiba, Nedjip, and Joseph, you can expect to not be particularly exciting in the midfield, but that's, uh, you know, you'd want to see a response to that. Obviously, Ozan not responding the way he had been um, is not ideal, but so then you, you keep rolling with it, right? You keep prodding and making changes and looking yeah. for something that will work. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, whatever. It's done, I guess. Uh, any final mar- remarks about the standings? Um, you know, it's not all doom and gloom as we're still in first, but you know, it's, it's, I think this was a game that you would want to win, you know, just to give us some breathing room. And now it's going to be, you know, really high pressure, even more on a derby than it even needs to be. So, um, and we got some tough games coming up. Gala, Fatih, Karagumrik, Gestepe, and Travels on our next four games. Um, so no more, no easy three points to rely on. And, you know, we just got to keep rolling and no transfer news either. So we'll see what's going on. Yeah, uh, obviously our actual, you didn't even mention, our next match is the uh, round of 16 Turkish Cup match against Rizespor. Um It's not a two-legged, we're not at the two-legged stage of this competition, huh? They eliminated that for COVID, so everything's just one leg. So. Oh, I thought maybe it was still like the semifinals were two legs. No, so everything's one leg. So. One leg, so anything can happen. Um, obviously, we'll be no. playing a lot of our depth anyway, so it is what it is. But um, yeah, stay tuned for that. That's going to be this upcoming Wednesday, July thirteenth, um, twelve forty-five p.m. here on the eastern coast of the United States. So. Definitely check your local listings. A bit of a change. We've been steadily at the 11 a.m. time slot for a while, so got to have to make a mental note of that. At least it's not earlier because you're not going to miss it if you uh, blink. Um, that said, so Galatasaray is at our usual 11 a.m., and that's going to be this coming Sunday on the 17th. We'll probably be back before then. I'd certainly like to get the um, the uh, the raffle ticket stuff done with the Atiba shirt, so that should happen around then. Um, but anyway, yeah, Besiktas's big derby is our next. The uh, the sirens come on. It is in fact a red alarm event for Besiktas. We've got to win. Um, the city knows. Uh, but so yeah, we're gonna play Galatasaray on the the seventeenth again, eleven a.m. here on the eastern coast of the United States. Um, but um, the following match, which is midweek on, on Thursday against Fatih Karagumruk, is going to be an 8 a.m. match for us here on the East Coast. So obviously we'll be back before then to uh, remind you. But that's going to be something that will mess with a lot of folks here on the East Coast of the United States at least. Man, if you lived in California, that would mean you have to wake up at 5 a.m. to see best. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. Um, anyway... Any other, any other comments about this match, Evron, before we move on? Anything to say about Rize or the Derby? We'll be back before the Derby. So. Yeah, I, Rize, uh, I just want to um, forget about the game and hope it gets better. Um, it wasn't like it was you know, the worst performance of all time, but um, it just, it, it just, I just wasn't happy after it. You know, I just, I just want to... It was um, uninspiring, we could say. Yeah, on to the next one kind of thing, and hopefully the players turn up for the Derby, so... And the cup game, I mean, I don't know who's going to play, but you know, obviously I'm, I'm anticipating a win. Like, I'm kind of overlooking it, but um, yeah. We'll see by what the happens way, there, too. 
for anyone taking note, the Knicks streak lives on. Um, last week, the Knicks played here that evening of the Besiktas match, and they won following Besiktas' victory. This week, uh, the draw indeed spelled doom for my Knicks, who played the very same evening and lost. There's no drawing in basketball. And a, a, a draw for Besiktas is a loss for the Knicks, of course. So, taking L's consistently here, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, and wins, I guess, on the other side. But so, yeah, we will be back. Besiktas will play Rize on Wednesday, 12.45, as I said. Check your local listings. Wednesday, January 13th, uh, just a couple days from now. Follow us on Twitter, at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow the mothership at Meshitash underscore INT for all the latest regarding the transfer window. There's a ton of stuff incoming, obviously. Uh, follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles Podcast, one word. Um, Evron, still no word on, on the social media front. He will be back someday. There will be someday. a day. Uh, probably after you're gone and playing football professionally, I guess. So that won't help us. But, um, yeah, stay tuned, everyone. Obviously, huge matches incoming. The Derby especially, and hopefully we can have another triumphant one like we did with Fenner. Uh, knock on wood. But uh, before then, obviously, some fun cup stuff. Some uh, youngsters we'll get to see. Uh, who are you looking to see, by the way, on Wednesday, uh, everyone? Um, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming my boy will, will get good minutes, Hasich. Um, outside of that, I hope Kartal gets to play because I think those are the, the two youngsters I'm most excited about. Um, there was the one guy in the beginning of the season I wanted to see, Amos Kalafat, but I guess, you know, I guess he doesn't exist anymore. So I've given up on seeing him yeah, play anytime soon. Almost, so. yeah. Um, yeah, those are the two. I was going to say Kartal, Kaida, Yilmaz as well. Um, not too excited about either of our young defenders right now. Um, Erdogan Kaya and Serdar Sachi both, you know, not, not showing much as of yet. I don't know if we'll see them. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Montero just to see him get some, get warm for, for the match against Glasgow. Like we know he'll be, well, maybe not, I guess. It could be Nejip on the back line. Someone needs to get warmed up for the match against Sabbath today, obviously, with Wellington out. Um, besides that, I will, of course, have to mention... Go success! Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.